Welcome to the asylum, guys and gals. This morning, we have uh, none other than Mr. Uh, Nick Strong One on Instagram, at Nick Strong One on Instagram. Nick Strong, uh, he is one of the, uh, well, he's the guy for the cruise at Ford Takeover. He is a proprietor, I guess, I guess you could say, for uh, uh, Midwest, what is it, Midwest Mustangs? Mustangs of the Mid-South. Mustangs of the Mid-South, that's it, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, does a lot of cruises, stuff like that. So uh, let's give him a round of applause and say welcome. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Welcome, yeah. Nick. What, what's up, Jesse? Thanks, oh, man. We also got you guys having Tom. Me. What'd yeah, you say? I, you. <laughs> I said, yeah, we also got Jesse and Tom. Jesse and Tom. Yeah. <laughs> we got the full yeah, house man. tonight. Thanks for I didn't think Jesse. I didn't think Jesse was gonna make it tonight. I know. He was watering flowers. He's like, wait, wait we have a we have a podcast tonight. Isn't it tomorrow? <laughs> well, it's so hard to tell because y'all just jaw in there. We need like two separate chats. We need one like scheduling, and then we need one to just like jaw jacking. Because it, it gets hard. If we, a, if, we, if we had a scheduling one, we would jaw jack on it too, jackass. Well, it would easier. It'd be easier to go through though. <laughs> but you just no, need we, to down wake up and keep up. That's what you need to do. We just we made it, so we're we're good to go. That's right. That's right. We had to do it tonight because John's going to Bahamas. No, no, I'm going to Cancun. Cancun. Cancun vacation, huh? Yeah, a free trip, man. I want it for, from work. Free trip too, man. Free, yeah, that's, all, that's all inclusive, man. I'm getting three days in Cancun free. And wait till you see the swimsuit he's wearing. It's oh, yeah. made out of it's made out of animal print, and it can fit in the palm of your hand. That's the whole thing. He's not he's not telling a lie. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be a sight to see, isn't it? Not for us. <laughs> gonna be a sight for somebody to see. He's gonna get a whole lot more extra free food because everybody's gonna go running the other way. So funny yeah. thing, this all-inclusive has like strict rules. You can't wear flip-flops except for, yeah, I know, except for at the beach. You can't wear, uh, men have to wear long shorts so my Speedo's out. Hey. You have to always have on a shirt unless you're in the pool. So weird. Sounds like they've had a lot of guys like I me there. Strict rules, man. I guess so, or, or a lot of fat asses like me there. <laughs> What about Crocs? Does that fit into like the gray area? I, yeah, I think it's in the gray area. I, I th which I don't know if you've ever uh, been swimming with Crocs. That ain't the safest. I would shoe never to wear. even own a pair of Crocs. Well, that's not the safest shoe to wear when you've been swimming because you will slip and bust your ass inside the shoe. I think Tom Martin or Doc Martin makes a uh, flip flop. Tom, you, you'd be all right. You're I would never Martin. be caught dead in a pair of Crocs. Man, you know, you I, I used to say that too until I actually, like, my wife got me a pair for like house shoes around the house, and like I tried them on and wore them, and they were so freaking comfortable. But like, I hate them too; they're so ugly. They're they are ugly. I don't care how comfortable they are; I couldn't do it. So y'all remember that too? So they're real super ugly to me. But man, they 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 were comfortable. I used to wear them outside, washing cars, and just wear them around the house. Man, they they're comfortable. Surprise. You boys, you boys remember uh, about two weeks ago, Brian Prince put up a post, uh, the dress Crocs. Did y'all see that? The white ones with the bow on the front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I didn't you, see it. You didn't see it. 
so, so you, you saw that. So mm -hmm. I sent that to Kate and I said, Hey, I finally found me some pimp daddy shoes. Mm -hmm. She went and bought me some and sent them to me. Kate who? <laughs> Kate Cliff. Really? He knows. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're blue right and black. Now. Hey, listen, the ones she bought were blue and black camouflage with an orange bow in the middle. <laughs> they're the uh, ugliest damn things you ever saw in your life. <laughs> you got them on right now, don't you? Hell no. I got my hey dudes on right now. I hear that. Hey dude. Yeah. That's like midlife crisis shoe too. Jesus Christ. It is. It is. Yeah. Hey, hey. Go, son. Hey, so we'll we'll bring everybody uh you know up to date this week. Uh, you know, take a listen to Tom. Hopefully he sounds a little better. He's he's no longer out in the sticks. They brought uh what do you call it? Not he's beyond dial up internet now he got some uh some cable internet not so farmers only anymore better. it's uh yeah. what would we call that i guess it'd be a donut shop only internet <laughs> yeah. yo the dude i saw i had some guy come to my house uh saturday when i got home from uh yeah was it saturday i don't know one of the one of the saturday this weekend and this dude fucking ripped everything out replaced everything brand new and he's like oh, yeah. Yo, this shit is junk. That you got. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's junk. You said, "Yeah, tell me about it." No shit. So we'll see what happens now, man. Hopefully, hopefully it's much better. All right, We're so Nick. Here. Yeah. Let's get into it, man. Let's uh, let's let's hear a little bit about Nick. Let's hear some, you know, some shit about uh, what got you started in Mustangs, man. Man. When I was when I was about three and a half years old, I had a cousin named John Pike. I lived in a little small town up in Indiana called Tipton, Indiana, kind of like Tipton County, Tennessee, where me and Jesse are, from, you know, around where me and Jesse are from. Yep. Anyway, Tipton, Indiana. It was a little small, like cornfield town. I just it, I just remember cornfields being everywhere. And so, like my cousin John Pike was in high school at the time. He was a wrestler. He had a brand new '84 and a half GT 350. Which, you know, sounded like a big deal, wasn't it? I mean, it probably was every bit of 185 horsepower. But it was the white one with the three-spoke wheels with the red stripes on the bottom of it with, I think, sunroof or T-tops, one or the other. And that dude just hung the moon to me back then. And, like, you know, I'd get him to take me for a ride in that thing once in a while, and we'd be going out and ripping down this, this road when I was about three and a half years old, doing 85, 90 miles an hour. And, man, I was just hooked. And I also, I had an uncle too that had a Corvette back then, a Stingray, and man, it just didn't hold a, it just didn't hold a flame to that Fox body. It just something about it because John was like the coolest dude I knew, and man, that car was just—he was the only one that had it. It was just that's what got me hooked, man. And ever since, you know, once I moved away from Indiana when I was about eight years old, and I moved to Memphis, I just always wanted Fox bodies. Like, and then that was when they were really getting big because, you know, the aero body styles had just came out the year before. And I just remember, like, if you saw a hatchback Fox body GT back then, just that sound and everything, man, you were just a man. Like, and I just, I always loved them from way back then. And that's what started me um, in the Mustang game way back when I was a little kid. How old were you when you got your, how old were you when you got your first one? 19 when I got my first one my mom I used to bug her so much like well the whole time I was growing up anytime we were in the car and I'm sure y'all were like this too anytime we were in the car if I see a fox body coming down the road it could be a mile away but I spot it coming and I'd be in the car and I'd be like look mom 5.0 look 
you know, all the time, just jumping in her face, and it just, it was like. I still do that. Song, with just made my day. Me too. I do too, but you just don't do that anymore. I still do the same shit. You basically just right. I interject real quick, real, real fast. So while, while Nick was explaining his buddy, take, or the, the fella taking him down the road in that GT350, did anybody else get flashbacks of watching the video of Hezbollah in the damn car with that guy standing up in the seat and that guy <laughs> doing the drifting and shit? No Hezbollah yeah, tapping we, on the yeah. shoulder. Yeah. I think I think we had like I think he had Bon Jovi playing loud and man yeah, I don't yeah, know like yeah. I was just it's such an influence like an age where I could be influenced I think that just that hooked me man I was it was it was hopeless for me I'm gonna show it you was a picture. On, huh? on yeah donkey Kong then yep I'm I'll show you a picture of the car that was just like it so much better Heck times yeah. back then man right on you, for sure this was Music it. Was better. Uh, I probably can't see it. Oh, I Come in with it. Yeah, oh, yeah, the ones with the red stripes with the the three bar wheels way back then. It was just man, it it was like the best thing I'd ever seen, and especially ever ridden. It had the red interior. I was just hooked. Yeah. So you got your first one at nineteen. What was it? My first one at nineteen was a total piece of crap, but it was a '89 GT hatchback. It was the the two-tone royal blue color and gray and the passengers it ran good and everything i ended up having to put a trans rebuild the aod in it but it the whole drive like passenger side quarter panel was like crushed in so it was a, it was a piece of shit but i was just so thrilled to have it though oh yeah those like, are the best cars though when you first when you first get one because you don't have to worry about you know door dings at walmart yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm no, saying? You, you just go out there and beat the shit out of it. Not this care. car, this car had dents in it. You could hit, run into stuff in it, and and believe me, it had been had a rough life before I ever got it. And then when I got it, of course, you know, I falls to the wall every time I drove. Perfect it. beginner car for a Fox body for sure. Yeah, the oh, first yeah. time I, I remember the first time I got in it and uh, hit the gas going around the corner, like going around the corner to the right, and the tires were a little wet. And it like I remember it jumping sideways and going like towards the curb, and then I like spun it back around and I ended up in the opposite on the opposite side of the road. Luckily, I didn't hit anything or anybody, but I man, I was like that that taught me I better learn to respect this thing because it was you know so short and just you know they all get loose real easy. Tom, do you, do you have a story like that too when you first started driving a Fox body? Mine, me, yeah, yeah, a Fox body when you when you first started driving. Probably one? countless. Of- Countless yeah. Down, so the, yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how uh, I guess uh, uh, they'll bring you to humble, humble yourself when you get your ass out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because it come around on you in a heartbeat. That's well, it's one, it's one thing. It's one thing to do it when it's controlled and you know what's coming, but when it catches you off guard, it'll yep. make you piss yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I, I learned my lesson quick. What was the first mod you did to it? Man, the first mod I did to that car, I think I put a uh, took the air box off of it and put a K and M filter right there. Just stuck a K and M filter right there on the end of the mass air. And then also a buddy of mine had a kind of bored out mass air, stock mass air that he had, and I put that in there. I think it was bored out, you know, probably like maybe sixty millimeters or something like that. Just something to make it breathe a how little many, bit better. How many Fox bodies have you had, Nick? Man, about twenty six now. We know what's cool about that is you have a 26 roughly 
and you can still yep. remember the first module to your first one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was that it was that board out stock mass airflow and a K and M filter that was like forty four bucks at AutoZone. So the dude gave me the mass air for like fifteen dollars, and then I bought the filter at AutoZone forty five dollars. Sixty bucks is what I the first mod I did to it. But yeah, I mean, man, it shit like that. I just you always remember that first, yeah, first impression. Yeah, like, Jesse, do you do you, you, know, you remember the? You remember your first mod that you did to a Never. fox body? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a cam and uh, suspension. John, oh yeah, what was it? <laughs> yeah, I remember my first mod very very well. What was it? One hundred and fifty shot of spray. Yeah, stock my, short block, stock intake. Yeah, my first like, mod. Like the party. I bought. Yeah. Drag launch springs. That was my first. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. yeah. With airbag. Remember, so much simpler those days. We have to worry about coilovers, all that bullshit, right? Nope. The car yeah. still went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes the you wonder, right? Like suspension, I think, is is one of the things a lot of people overlook. You know, well, it's key. Yeah, you even like with anything, you have to build the foundation first, right? Oh, right. I man, I totally agree. I've had cars that had a lot more power than suspension, and I've had cars that had a lot less power with suspension. And the car that had a lot of suspension work, man, puts that little smaller horsepower down and would walk off and leave that higher power car because it couldn't put the put the power down. Yep. 100%. So, what do you have now? Now, <clears throat> I have a 2022 Mustang GT Premium 10-speed automatic. That's the first new car I've ever had, so that was like, kind of like a dream come true. But I also have a 2003 Zinc Yellow Terminator Cobra, and then That's I have a two. Better. Man, the okay. new car is so hard to beat, but I love I love the Cobra. But then I also have a 2001 white Ford Lightning. That Lightning is clean. I love yeah, that yeah. truck, man. That truck, I mean, I, man, I, I get it out and drive it more than all of them, really. I just, something about the truck, and it, it's not, it's the slowest one out of the three, but it's just something about that truck, man. It's just, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'll park it wherever. Like, it, it's just one of those things that just feels more usable than the other ones. You can use them, but the truck, just something about that truck, man. We throw furniture in the back of it. I mean, it, it's just, it's cool, man. I like, I like it a lot. Yeah, I love those trucks myself. Which blender? When did you have, when did you have your last? When did you have your last Fox body? Did you sell it to get one of these cars? Uh, yeah. When last year, when I decided, when I finally made up my mind after about four four years of looking at them, that I was going to buy a new car. Um, I had a box Chevy Caprice that I was working on with big wheels, lifted and stuff, and then I had a, a 1990 Mustang GT hatchback Oxford White that I like kind of brought back from the dead. Caleb used to own the car, but um, I got it from some, uh, one of Dover's friends and it needed a motor. It needed paint. It needed a bunch of work. So I got it and on a budget with secondhand parts and connections on people doing side work. I kind of built it back on a kind of a low budget for a Fox body. I put it together for a pretty good price for what it turned out to be, but it was really clean. It was white, had the staggered ponies on it. Uh, it's been on, it's been on the channel a couple of times. We did, quarter windows on on Caleb's channel a while back. But You're when so I decided bad. when I decided to buy that new car, I you know, I don't want to I've I've kept an excessive amount of cars for too long. So 
I just wanted to improve and get better and not have so many. So when I when I decided I was gonna buy that new one, I was like, I'm gonna get rid of the, the couple older ones and go down from five or six toys to which now I have three is still a lot, but versus five or six, it's better now. Well, Nick is kind of like Noah's art because for a period of time he had two of everything. He had two yellow cobras, he had yep. two white cars, you know, two truck. I don't know why it does that. It drives me crazy. Man, you're right. partying over there, Jesse. I see the balloon. Watch out now. It's somebody's birthday. We just keep doing all that and see what happens. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I had um, at one time I had Mercury Marauder, two yellow cobras, the lightning. Um, man, a couple of fox. It was just too much, man. It's just excessive. It, it's definitely it's one of those things, man. It, you know, it's it's kind of an addiction. It's probably been my my addiction for a long time. You got a swimming pool, Nick? No swimming pool, buddy. <laughs> You got a lift? No lift. I need a lift. Nick's been in my house. I tell you, it's not a man. It's not a mansion. Man, we, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, man. I mean, you know, we all just living normal. I'm just, I'm just a normal dude, just like you guys. Rich dude you know? right here. Rich dude right here, ain't it? No. And he, you know, he's just living just like the rest of us. Just, you know, mm, he's got a nice house though. He, he does have a nice house, no doubt. I, I, I put my pants on just like you, John. One leg at a time, man. Well, that's everybody, Jesse. That ain't no shit. I mean, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump does the same damn thing. Every he's, morning. Not, he's, not, he's, he's, not, uh, he's not living over there extravagant or nothing like that. He's just living like everybody else. Like I said, he got a nice house, you know, two-car two car garage just like everybody else. No lift or nothing like that. I mean. I don't know. I ain't got no damn pool to soak my balls in. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you ain't got my pool to put your balls in either. <laughs> I'm coming over this weekend. Man, I, tell you. Hey, I tried to have you for a barbecue that day you came, and you, you guys just went right by me. Yeah, a pool, a pool is a big headache, man. I know people that have them. I've had one as a teenager, and man, it's it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's like kids or a dog. You know? <laughs> it's like kids or a dog. Too. It really is, especially in the summertime. You got to feed that thing every day and make sure it's clean. It tries to get away from him. Man, my uncle, my uncle Don Spar, he lives in Bartlett out there by you, Jesse. I'm sure you know Don Spar, right? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Oh, he's man, he that's my uncle. And he, he lives out there in Bartlett. He's got a pool and a shop and everything. And if it was up to him and not his wife, he would fill that pool in and make it parking area. Like he hates it. It's such a it's been such a pain in the ass for him, too. You know it's funny you say that the uh on the radio the other day, I heard an advertisement for uh, for the Sandman. And they're like, if you got a pool and you want it filled, we'll bring the dirt. I was like, dang, is that yeah. a thing? Like that must be a yeah, big, big deal. Yeah, because when they when they go to having problems, it can get really expensive to fix it. Sometimes it's a better option to just fill it yeah. in and be done with it. Yeah, I'd rather have a fucking hot get tub, old. bro. Yeah, hot tub's nice. I'd much rather have a hot tub. You got a hot tub, I, I thought of yeah. you this week, Tom. Not yet. Uh, Not yet. He said. Not yet. What? A guy, a guy down here, pretty local to me, uh, posted on Facebook. He had a hot tub for free if anybody wanted it. I'll be right back. Hey, all right, Tom. Yeah. I want one yeah. so bad, bro. Uh, everything was there except for the plumbing. He said, "You just have to plumb it." Dude, I think it would be kind of cool to have where you live, Tom, because you could get out there and. Put it in just this position where you can go. There goes that's next my car baby, here. man. That's yours, Nick. Yeah, that's my baby, man. That's my like my favorite car I've ever. I mean, my Cobra. I gotta say, it's probably my favorite car I've ever owned. Is that the zinc yellow or the screaming yellow one? 
zinc yellow. I never had a screaming yellow one. They're both zinc yellow. One of them was just a lot better shape than the other one. Yeah. Jesse, I agree, man. The uh... Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. That's a cool-ass mural here in Memphis, man. That's like a Hot Wheels package. Where is that? It's it right here in Memphis. It's uh, right down the street from um, uh, it's on Marshall Street, right down the street from the Sun Studios, which is like a legendary studio here in Memphis. Jesse, why ain't you went and got your picture made by that, buddy? I made that for you. What's a slacker? I swear. I don't think I don't think Jesse gets that car out much. It's it goes to Lakeland. That's about as far as it's been so far. I was going to ask you how how's the car doing? I mean, I it's see you finally got it going. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it runs perfect. It's uh, it's good to go. You know, Kelu came out came out and shot a video a couple. Uh, I guess it was a month or two ago now. But uh, you know, the only thing I've kind of discovered is that with you know driving on the highway, um, ever since I did the five speed swap, gather you know five speed from I guess like an old eighties diesel Ranger, and uh, on the highway it's almost one to one. So you know if I'm going 60, 70 miles an hour, I'm at like you know three four thousand RPM and it just screams. So uh, what uh, what rear end and transmissions in it? So it's the T five from the old diesel Ranger. So I understand the gear ratios on those are a little bit more steep. Yeah, um, but you know, I did the calculation. It's basically running like a four ten rear end, yeah. with with the transmission. Um, but Mike has one uh, car creations by Mike. I think we're gonna try to swap out in the next couple of weeks. That way, you know, it's a little bit more streetable and easier to drive. He got you yeah. a tranny. I'm not even gonna compliment comment on that because I know where John wants to go. But I, I want to get out there for them cruises, Nick. But y'all drive. You know, it take me an hour and a half just to get to your starting point. Yeah, I know, man. I. I and sometimes I, I try not to go too far, but sometimes I do. But I do have one that will be in your neck of the woods coming up here pretty soon. Um, I'm going to go out to the Shelby Forest General Store again. That'd be, you know, that'd be probably the closest thing out your way. Yeah, I got one uh, coming up March the 2nd. I'm, we're meeting at the Bass Pro Pyramid and going to Lambert's over in Sykes, Missouri. That's a couple hours away, though. So that's, yeah. you know. How, how, many, uh, how, many these, how many of these cruises do you do a year? Yeah. Man, I try to stay active with it. Um, my goal is to do something once a month. But I run a business. Sometimes I'm, I'm stuck working on weekends, so I don't always get to do that. So sometimes it goes a couple months. My goal is always to do something once a month, and I at least try to do something at least every two months anyway. So I try for 12. I'd say sometimes we do probably 8 to 10 a year, something like that. How many cars do you average, Nick? It's got like That's what I was 40 or 50. How many, how many cars it, it, I mean, obviously, it depends on the time of year, but I mean, we're not talking about small little crews. We're talking about like events. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's grown pretty crazy. Uh, I did one not too long ago. We drove from South Haven to Batesville, Mississippi, which is like roughly a little bit more, well, a little less than an hour. And it was like last month and it was freezing cold outside. And still, I think 25 or 30 cars showed up for that one. Um, I've had at one time, I've had 75 cars together at one time going to the Tupelo Auto Museum. And that was like, that was a sight to see, man. That was a lot of cars a long way down the highway together going down there. I was like trying to do the math on the horsepower and the money. I, it was like some stupid amount. And I was like, man, it's, yeah. it's just cool that, that it grew into what it grew into. And I just, um, you know, the motivation for that group really started back when I used to read the Muscle Mustangs magazines. And they would have like the pictures from the events where they'd be doing like the countryside cruise 
and the cars will be going through the curves together, following each other. That's really the motivation that uh, really made me want to do that a long time ago. I just wanted to get friends of mine together just to ride and bring the cars out, whether it was a project or whether it was a perfect show car. Just get them together and everybody have a good time. And that's pretty much was my goal in the beginning. What's the average distance? Man, I usually try to keep it like an hour to two hours. Sometimes we've went a little bit further, but usually an hour to two hours distance away. Because by the time you meet for an hour, and then you drive an hour or two hours, and then you go somewhere. We always go to some hole in the wall restaurant by the high, you know, by the highway, eat. So that's an hour and a half with a big group, maybe longer, and then you got an hour and a half, two hours back. So I mean, they be, it becomes like an all day thing sometimes, depending on where you're going. Yeah, you ever think about doing anything long distance? Yeah, I'm. Th- I really, I'm thinking about here pretty soon. I've been talking to Brian Prince about it. I went down last year and met him, and uh, we went to the um, the Mustang Museum that's down there in Alabama by him. So I'm gonna run it past my group and see what kind of interest this place. I think this might be like an invite only type type of cruise. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it'd be a good idea to go down there, which is about I think three three hours or so from here. Go down there, go to the museum, and the people that go just get hotels around that area and stay the night and then come back the next day. But I've, I've actually, I went to Mustang Week with uh, with a handful, so that was pretty far. And then I went to the LMR Cruise in with Caleb and Adam not too long ago. That was pretty damn far, but that wasn't a big group, though. Yeah, yeah. As far as the big group, probably a couple hours, two to three hours tops is, I think, the most we ever ever went. What car what did you use? LMR cruising? Did you enjoy that? What'd you say, Jesse? So how'd you like that LMR cruising? Dude, you need to go. I'm I'm telling all three of you guys, if you have not been, that event, and I've been to a lot of events and stuff, but and I know you guys have too. Uh that event to be a six hour event on a Saturday was like 1700 cars and people drove from all around the country to get there and go to that six hour event. It hands down needs to be a two day event. Yeah. I would honestly, Nick straight up. I'm not going to come to Texas. I'm not going to come that far first. That's a long way for you. I know, man, especially six hours. It's not worth it. it If it was two or three days, it would be worth it. I think they need to turn that into a two day event, man. I told, Mm -hmm. I even told the guys, um, you know, Landon and Tyler from LMR said, man, you need to turn this into a two-day thing, man. It'll, I would it's, feel like I mean, when I left the event that I cheated myself because I didn't get a chance to see all the other cars. Dude, right. you couldn't, I mean, that, you, I don't you know couldn't take it all in. Yeah, I don't know what the distance would be for me, but I can promise you it's over 20 hours. It's probably. Like, yeah, I know. It, it would Man, you, you'd be better if you, like, took a flight down and just didn't take your car and just to go enjoy it. But, I mean, yeah. hell, I mean, it'd I be would, hard. I would like to bring the car there if I went. I thought about this past year – Shipping my car to Chris, and yeah, flying down and going from there. Just yeah, life got in the way, it didn't happen this year. But something Dude, like that, I might be into, depending. We'll see. Not, not, I don't know, not for six hours, man. It just don't seem worth it. No, that, that's what I said. And I mean, there were still people hanging around after in that night and the night before and stuff. You know, we, we went to a uh, like a sports bar, um, you know, both nights or whatever. So there's people hanging around, but the event itself is like six hours, six, seven hours. I mean, but yeah. it's awesome, man. There's there's nowhere else you're going to see, like, 60-something Terminators, 60-something Lightnings. I think they had, like, man, I think there was, I don't know, there was several 
Cobra R's, like a whole bunch of Cobra R's. I mean, it, it was awesome, man. And I've been you to been a lot. To, of, you ever been to Carlisle? You ever been to Carlisle? Never been to Carlisle. Yeah, it's same thing. Like I think last year, four nationals had like forty two hundred cars. That's crazy, man. It's you can't take it all in. No, and that's like a three four day event, and you still don't see it all. This car is hurt. hurt. You, I mean, well, you, John, you can rent. You can rent a little scooter. Vinny and Carl yeah. rented little scooters. Hell. Yeah. I ain't got Vinny and Carl money. I ain't got no damn pool. <laughs> no lift. Hell, they're on a whole different level, dude. They got yeah. thirteen thousand square foot warehouse on their on their property. Yeah, I'm thinking about taking. I'm thinking about taking a ride out there, like real soon, maybe in the next couple of weeks. No, I would say though, if you haven't been to the LMR cruising, man, I would highly recommend that one. And I mean, I drove there, followed Caleb and Adam, and it, man, it you know it's a long haul, but it was worth it for me. How long did it take you to get there? I think it took us like, well, you know, Caleb had had his F-150 with his car in the trailer. That's when he he unveiled the paint paint job on it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, his truck would only go so fast. So he was running about like 70 miles an hour. So, I mean, I could have got there faster, but I tried to hang with him. I lost him for a little while and met back over him. I tried to just hang with him that way, you know, in case anything happened. Yeah. I'd be able to help him and stuff, but. I could have made it quicker, but I just you, you could only go so fast with him with that trailer. So what about eight hours? Uh, I think it probably took about seven, I think. But I mean okay. I'm not even sure. I just, we just were rolling and man, before you know it, we were there. Is wow. that your favorite event, Nick, you think? Man, I like, you know, you know, I, I don't know. I don't travel really far. I went to Mustang Week one time. I liked it. It was pretty cool. I mean, I like the event we built ourselves just because we we built it as a team. I like Ford Takeover, but I love going to the Bowling Green NMRA up in you know what at October the Ford the, the like the Ford World Holly Ford Fest. Final. Yeah, yeah, Holly Ford Fest. Holly Ford Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a blast. So I mean. I haven't been really to a lot of stuff out of this part of the country. I do want to go to Ponies and the Smokies coming up. Uh, I don't know if I'll make it or not, but I'd like to do that one. Um, you know, just being a part of Ford Takeover is it, it kind of is a dream come true just to be able to help with that. So I'd say that's got to be one of my favorites just because it's our event here locally. It's in our backyard and just seeing it grow from, you know, an idea to like what it's become now. And I think even, I think now, that the track has new ownership, which is owned by a guy named Don Baskin. Now, Don Baskin has like limitless money, and I feel like that him owning the track now is going to definitely put the racing part of the event over and beyond what it's been before because there's been issues with the track and having to shut down the racing early for whatever reason. And I think Don owning it now is going to help that event big time. I think it's almost outgrown the Jackson Dragway, though. The show, just about, yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's big on, for that, for that, uh, for that, you know, for that track because it's not. It all really depends it. on the expansion. You know, the you know they were paving that top part. Yeah, so that may be nice. This, I mean, it, that's going to be pretty killer this year. I think. Be if you guys want to see, if you guys ever want to see a badass collection of cars, get on YouTube and look up Don Baskin, the car crazy uh, episode. And like, dude has—he's not really big into Mustangs, but dude has one of the man hugest collection of GMC and Chevrolet sports cars and muscle cars. I mean, if it's a rare Yanko Camaro or Yanko Nova, he's got three of them. 
and they're in a warehouse up in Covington, Tennessee, and it's just watch the episode if you ever get a chance. I mean, I've been in there and seen it twice. It's a hell of a collection. He owns that track now, and that's going to be only good for that track. He loves did, the race too. Did they rip? Did they rip the track up and put a new one down? You know, I'm not sure what all they're doing to it. I know, I think there were some issues with that track would hold water and then over, it, it could be like a few days later and there'd be racing going on and water would be coming up out of the track. And I think that's one thing that has affected the yeah. event a couple times. Yeah. 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 So you, you, Nick, you like kind of run the cruise for Fort Takeover? Yeah. Ever since Caleb uh, initiated the cruise, he just said, you know, hey, you do the cruises locally at home in Memphis. So, I'm just gonna let you do it because you know what to do. I'm like, that's cool, man. And so I just pretty much line everybody up and do it. It's, it's you know, it's pretty easy. But yeah, I've done it now. I think this has been the it's been the third year we did it. But yeah, I've, do you I've take done the same year. same route every year, or do you mix it up? Um, there was a there's been a couple different routes. You know, same basic idea, but there's been a couple different ways we went. But I think the last couple of years we've done the same same route. Don't don't go the way me and Brian Cook and uh, Todd came. Todd Ackerberger came. Yeah. Uh, don't don't go that way. You can there's there's like red lights and stuff, so it, it's easy when you got that many people together. Everybody's going to get separated. There's no way. I told Caleb unless we get a police escort for the event, which I think it really could use. I feel like you can't keep all them cars together. It's too many. Sound like yeah. the cops kind of dropped the ball last year. Who knows? You know. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, I feel yeah. like if they, if they if the police would put a little effort into it and like help with it, I think it could it could go even smoother. But again, yeah. to try to get them to do it, you know, Caleb's tried, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think? Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, you've owned. I mean, you've owned all kinds of different generations of Mustangs. Yeah. Like, how do you think? Like, uh, I'm sure you like them all for different reasons, but do you regret yeah. getting out getting out of a Fox body? Uh, no, I, I, mean, have, I, I love Fox Bodies, man. They're my first love. My next Fox Body, I'll have a coyote in it, though. Like, that's, like, been on my bucket list for a minute. I've done the push rod thing for a lot of times. You know, I kind of really am tired of resetting idle air control valves and all that stuff that goes with the Fox Body. So, I mean, if I was to have another push rod Fox Body, I'd probably have a Holly EFI in it, which I've never had. But I really want a coyote Fox. That's kind of on my bucket list. Um, and I'll probably make it happen here in a little while. Um, I keep telling Caleb, I'm going to win the, uh, I'm going to win the Capri on the drawing, the, the Coyote Swap <laughs> Capri. I, I want to win it, man. You know, I'm a premium subscriber. I own like, like, it, man. I'm going to win that car. If yeah, he, I he, own he, like that exact same car. <laughs> it's so funny. What did you say, Tom? I own like the exact same car, like a 79 yeah. Capri. It's yeah. a 79. But is that a Coyote? Right? Yeah, I think it's a 79, but it's got, it's got Caleb's drivetrain out of the red car in it now. Right. You know I wouldn't put a coyote in it, Jesse. You know that. You should know that. Anyway. I just you know, I, I drove a buddy of mine's coyote fox and man, that's just a whole that's just a different level and just you know, ever since the people started doing the coyote swaps on the foxes, anytime you you know, you pull up to a, a car meet or a show or whatever, man, you pop the hood and it's got a coyote underneath it, people just flock to it. Maybe not so much now, but I remember when like people would pop the hood and the fox would have a coyote in it. Man, the whole parking lot would go over to it. It's, it's just reliability and the, reliability and power is undeniable, but I think it's so common now. I don't think it's like a shocker. Yeah, know? it's not. It, it's definitely that was like at the beginning of it. Now I'm glad it's getting, you know, somewhat a little cheaper and easier to do. 
because from, first, like a look, was, from like a looks perspective, and this isn't knocking anyone's hard work, but from a looks perspective, it's almost like you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah. Kind of, kind of deal. It's hard to dress one up, ain't it? It, it is. I mean, they're they're kind yeah. of, you know, there, right? They look well, good. yeah, now, now they're like a dime a dozen. It's just I've just never had one. I want one. I've, I've owned a bunch of push rod ones, and I love the push rod. I, I love, you know, a good noisy Vortex supercharger on a cammed out small block Ford. There's nothing like that. Um, but I just, the next one I own is going to have a coyote under the hood. Yeah. Oh, it's, reliability and power is there for sure. Would you, yeah. Would you supercharge it? Man, I mean, you know, it just depends, I guess. You know, I would have to, in order to even make it happen, I would have to part with something. You know, I'd have to get rid of another car to make it happen, which, you know, wouldn't be a problem because, like I said, I don't want a bunch of them sitting around anymore anyway. But, you know, probably, I mean, that, that makes it even, takes it up a notch right there, just, you know, putting a supercharger on it. I got this, Nick. So You got it? I got this. So you just go out there and you, you, you bump somebody in the 22, okay? Yeah. You just bump them good enough mm -hmm. that it tears some shit up, okay? But don't tear the motor or the wiring harness up. Right. Or the interior. Mm -hmm. Take all that stuff out, okay? You go buy your old junk fox. Yep. All right? You just got to make sure you get the swap done in about two weeks, okay, before you turn over the car to the insurance company. You just take the motor and transmission, the 2.3 liter, out of the yep. fox, and you slap it in there. In that GT, in that twenty-two, and you yeah. send it on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why not a Godzilla? Man, Godzilla's cool. I, I don't know. I guess I've just been been kind of craving that fox body coyote for a minute. So I think it's just it's just on that bucket list, and I just want it. Yeah. But man, the Godzilla—that's awesome, though. Well, you remember that one Godzilla that we saw at Holly Ford Fest? Um, was it a year or two ago in the green F100? Yes, dude, that thing was ridiculous. Sick. Yeah, Sick. man, yeah, it's bad. I mean, I love them all, man. I just it's just been on my bucket list. I've been dreaming about it. Just Coyote Fox, man, that's what I want. But man, I, I love I love all the I love the push rod motors, man. There's nothing like that sound, yeah, oil leaks and all. Oh yes! Oh yeah! It rattles. Everything leaks <laughs> on it. But again, man, that's 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 all I knew for a long time was the small block four. Yeah. A coyote yeah. was a, a coyote was a dream. I wanted a thirteen fourteen so bad, and then I finally, you know, I, I finally got me one of those. I sold my old three GT, put a nice down payment, bought me a nice clean thirteen black GT, and it was a. Uh, it was a performance pack car, had gears and Brembo brakes, MT82, and man, it was it was a blast. That, I was hooked, man. The first time I drove a Coyote car, I was just hooked. Heck yeah, yeah. The power is undeniable. I just don't know. I, it's funny because I sometimes hear some that sound really good, and then yeah. others, sometimes hear others that I'm just like I cringe. They get obnoxious quick, man. People. I mean, man, it, it, if you take put long tubes on it and the wrong mufflers, man, they're just obnoxious loud, which with me, I don't like them obnoxious, man. I, mine are a little, sometimes a little quiet compared to other people's coyotes. What muffler you got on that car, on the 22? The 22 has MBRP street exhaust on it, and it comes, the system comes with actually uh, like a mid-pipe, an H-pipe that deletes the resonator. So it, 
it's got a nice cold start that's pretty loud, but it mellows out when it warms up. And it's not, I think it sounds good, but it's not obnoxious. Like, it's yeah, not, it's not giving you a headache. It's not really, I mean, I guess you can kind of wake the neighbors up, but it's not obnoxious like a lot you hear, which I didn't want. I guess I'm getting older. So kind of the obnoxious thing ain't really my thing so much anymore. Speaking of, how old are you, Nate? I turned 44. 44? 44 this weekend. 44 big old biggins. He's not too far behind What was that? I said he's not too far behind you, right? You're 46, right? 45, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I've been blessed. I, I made a post on Facebook the other day, man, when I was younger. I didn't really think I was going to live to be 24 because I was into everything, in the streets, in trouble. Wait, you can't just say that. You got to give me more details than that because I feel you. Man, I just, uh, man, back in my days, I grew up, I don't know, you guys really wouldn't, Jesse will know this, but you guys don't. I grew up in the heart of Frazier in Memphis, mm. which really is one of the roughest roughest areas of memphis i moved there when i was eight years old and man i uh you know not long after i probably hit my teenage years i got involved man messing around in the streets people that were selling drugs i was friends with some high-ranking gang members i was into a lot of crap like i was you know if i kept kept going the way i was gonna go i was going to either in a couple different places and they weren't gonna be good so somewhere around when I got in my early 20s, I kind of turned it around. And But I didn't really, when I was a teenager, I really honestly, man, I didn't think I would live to be in my early 20s. So to be sitting here now, 44, and really blessed, like, I'm really grateful because, again, it, it, was, it, was, it was just a bleak out, outlook back then. There wasn't really a lot of positive to look look out, you know, to look, up, look forward to when I lived where I did and in the environment I was in. Right. Jesse will vouch for me. He, he'll tell you all about Frazier, you know. Oh, yeah. Frazier's rough, man. And it's it's on the news every single day, you know, probably a few times a day for shootings or just, you know, whatever. Like, it's just, it's a really, uh, it's a really bad part of town for sure. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a good place. And it's it's even, I feel like probably it's even worse now. I don't, I'm not really out there like I was back then, but you just always hear, like Jesse said, there's just always something on the news about Frazier and, yeah. You know, I've got a friend of mine who's on the police department out there, and he's like, man, he's like, the news don't even tell you 95% of the stuff that even goes on. So Memphis overall is, man, it's it's kind of in rough shape, man. Crime's really bad. It's, it's a lot of bad really? stuff goes around. Goes so when, you, on when you move there, like, when you move there, did, uh, what, what made you get involved with all that shit? Just being around the other kids or? Man, I guess I was just a product of my environment. It was just all around outside, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of positive influence. And, you know, when you start hanging around outside and people just getting into stuff, I don't know why, but for some reason when you're a kid, you know, stupid crap looks cool to you. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, I had, I had good friends that were in the gangs and stuff, and I never did the gang thing. I was like, I don't want to be tied to who I can be friends with, but I was, had friends on both sides. And, you know, just being around people doing the gang stuff and and everything. Like I said, man, I, I never really got into no drugs or anything like that. But just living the street life, hustling, you know, just just a lot of stuff going on. It's just uh, it's hard not to get involved when it, when it's right outside your door and that's all you see. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Well, in the environment, so what, made you decide, what was it. like what was sorry, Jesse, go ahead. 
I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, kind of like Nick saying, like you see it outside and it's, you know, it's, it's the environment, right? I mean, not, not like I'm an expert obviously, cause you know, I've not, you know, had that experience, but you know, I would say it's just like anything else, you know, like I grew up, you know, playing, you know, sports outside or running bikes and, you know, cops were robbers and stuff, but that's because that's what the other kids in my neighborhood did, right? If you're in an environment like Nick's talking about and, you know, kids are out there, you know, hustling or doing, you know, whatever they can do to, you know, make money or fit in or whatever, then that's, you're going to, you know, you're going to kind of fall in with that group. You know what I mean? If that's what's going on and that's what you're seeing. So I understand that, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Like I never really, I never really had the intention that I wanted to go out and get in trouble, but again, it was either, you know, sit in the house and do nothing, which I, I always like to get outside and do stuff. But then when you get outside, you just get involved with the wrong people. And like I said, when they're, you know, the stupid stuff, for some reason, when you're young, looks cool for whatever reason, then you get involved in it and you think it's cool, but you know, you so far into it at some point you're like, the hell am I doing here? And you know, like I said, you know, Nick, real, real quick to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but that sounds a lot like Fox bodies actually. Like, yeah, you know, it looks cool, and then you get into it, and you're like, oh, shit, what I get into, and I probably shouldn't be doing this, and then, oh, it's too yeah. late. Like, there goes your bank account, bro, you know? Fox bodies look cool to people who don't own them because the <laughs> body style, always, like the looks of it always catches people, but then when you own it and go through all the problems with it over and over and over again, it's like it's not as cool as it looks. So yeah. when it does work and operate good and look good and you take it out, when you own a Fox body and you went through the struggles with it, it's really rewarding when you finally pull out somewhere and somebody's admiring it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah, man, I just, you know, just made a lot of wrong decisions when I was young and got involved in a lot of stuff. And luckily, um, you know, I, I just, around 23 years old, I and I had a falling out with a roommate I was living with in Frazier, and I had no other option but to get out of there and go to my mother's house, which was, you know, about an hour and 15 minutes away down in Mississippi. And uh, once I moved with her and just got out of the streets out there and moved away from Frazier, that's when my life started coming together. It's kind of the same story, man. Like, I once I got out of Jersey in that area down there and moved to PA, everything changed for me, too. Right. I, I understand where you're coming from wholeheartedly. Right around the same age, too. I was 24. Yeah. Yeah, I moved at 23. Matter of fact, uh, the day that I moved, I had been talking to my now wife, Shelly, on the phone when I lived with my friend. And the day that I moved, I actually went over and met her in person. And, I, man, I had, I had a Fox body convertible. I had done a C4 swap on it from an AOD, didn't have the correct shifter in it. Like, I mean, I barely got the car going. I had, it was just in drive. I just crank it up and go. I had all my luggage, bags of clothes, everything that I owned was in that drop top. I went to her house, met her, gave her a hug. And that was the first time I, was, I saw her. And then like I moved with my mom for a little while. And then I started, I would come, she lived in Memphis too. I would come back and forth from my mom's house to Memphis and stay with her but I just didn't go back to the parts of Memphis that got me in trouble. Wow. What back then, how the hell would you start talking to her? Like there wasn't apps and shit back then. Was you like a MySpace or some shit? <laughs> no, it, no, actually a friend of mine was friends with her and they worked together. And I'm the, her friend, Penny, my wife is Shelly. Her friend Penny introduced, introduced us to each other. And I, I went to elementary school with Penny. So I'd known her for a long time. So they got met. to meet in person before they moved. 
before he moved. Yeah, I, I, I was moving. The right. day that I was moving, I went and met her in person after talking to her on the phone for, I think, a few weeks, I think. So weeks. she wanted you to come back so she could see you, Fox Body. I think she liked the Fox Body, but I don't, I don't think, I, hell, I, you're we Fox Body. Before you're she knows about it. Well, she wanted to see that Nick Body. You're Fox Body. You're Fox Body. Yeah, Nick body. yeah she body. actually, before. I met her in person. She had her own Fox body too. She had a she had a convertible too. It was a uh, like dark blue and gray. Oh, she thought your car was trash then. She wanted to see she wanted to see your Fox body. Did hey did you think did you think my car was trash? <laughs> she went outside. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Okay, I'm gonna go out so I don't get yeah. uh, in trouble." She ain't got no answer for that one. <laughs> he said, "Did she said did uh, did he think your did you think my fox body was trash then?" She said, "No, no, okay, good." She saw the potential. She she knew that it was a fixer upper for sure, but right. She she's always been a car girl too. Nick was. Nick, I heard you mention your mom a bunch of times. Is your was yeah. your dad in the picture? Yeah, my dad was in the picture, but my dad, um, well, my stepdad. Raised me from the time I was three. Will you give me a drink, back? My stepdad, Dave, raised me from the time I was three until he, which, you know, we stayed, we had a relationship all the way till he passed away in 2022. But my real dad was never around. My real dad, uh, man, rolled out of my mom like when I was little, little bitty. So do you know him now or no? Uh, I don't know my real dad, and he's done some stuff that I know he's not proud of, and I just – he's never been around for me. He never cared enough to get to know me. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have anything for him at this Bro, point. Bro, you're like my twin brother. What the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> your story's, like, identical to mine. Only mom's dad's, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so so my mom, you know, she was married to my, my stepdad, Dave, at three, and they were married until I think I was about – I think I got divorced when I was like 12 or 13. So he was a big influential part of my life um, from the time I was little until I was pretty much grown up. And actually, like I said, we he moved to Florida when I was 16 to uh, be with his daughters. They were having grandbabies and stuff. So he moved away from Memphis, which I couldn't blame him. So he moved away when I was 16, and I didn't really see him much once he moved, but we always stayed in contact up until even – I went and saw him a couple years ago before he passed away. What he passed we, away. we remained tight, and he, like I said, he 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 always treated me like you know I was right. his own kid and stuff. Yeah. How did he pass away? If you don't mind me asking. Say what, buddy? How did he pass away? If you don't mind me asking. Um, he had some underlying issues. He had kidney disease, right? He had kidney disease. He also had, I think, some heart problems going on because he had had that. Then he got COVID and got pneumonia real bad. And then come to find out he had stage three. He had stage three lung cancer also. So, man, a lot. He, like, he was a truck driver. He's always on the road, smoked cigarettes all the time. I mean, he, he had his health issues, like, a lot. I mean, he made it to almost be 80 years old. But, man, COVID really was the biggest thing that took him. It just, with all his underlying issues, man, he, he fought a hell of a fight for, I think, close to a couple of months three months of, of COVID and um, pneumonia. And he finally ended up on life support, which he asked him to put him on life support. And I know he would have never went for that. So I, that tells me that he was struggling so bad that, you know, so he ended up on the vent and you know how that went. It didn't, it didn't last long. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we lost him. And, uh, but I'm I'm just glad at this point, you know, I'm at peace with it, and uh, I'm just glad he didn't have to struggle no more because he fought hard for that three months, and I can't imagine what that was like every day. What you say, babe? Yeah, my mom, she was no slouch mechanic either, man. You you come in sometimes, and my mom would be in the parking lot of our mine and Shelly's first apartment we lived in, and she had a Nissan 300Z. That was always her jam. She loved the Nissan 300Z. And, like, man, she she was in the parking lot, and, like, she's completely covered in grease. And, I mean, she, she like, literally looked black, like, like black from head to toe. She's got the whole she's got the whole front of this motor and suspension tore out of this car in our apartments. She's like, I'm gonna fix it tomorrow, Nick. And so I mean, she man, she helped me. <laughs> I mean, man, my my mom just was like one of those. She was just determined that uh, she wouldn't let much hold her down. What did That's she awesome. do for a living? My mom now is a uh, master arborist. She's a oh, master arborist. She knows about tree, all the trees, plants, and grass. She went to college at how old was she? She went to college at fifty something years old and got a degree, and now she works for the city of Collierville. She's like over the arbor, like the trees and plants of the city. Well, she's doing a great job because that place is gorgeous. And it wasn't so gorgeous. She's like really, I think, done a lot of work, man. She, bust, man, my, my mom literally bust her ass. Where'd she learn how to she's work? One of on the college. hardest working people I've ever seen out of anybody I've ever known. Where, where did she learn to work on cars? Man, I think just reading books and just looking into it and just putting her hands on it. Right. That's just being cool. a hippie, just like, just not, not letting anything hold her down. Being a hippie. <laughs> I mean, and she, she's, I mean, there's been like some of my cars needed major repairs before. And I was like, I don't have a clue how to do this when I was a teenager. And she's like, oh, hell, Nick, it ain't that hard. We're going to look it up. We're going to find out how to do it. And next thing you know, we're tearing apart an 84 Delta 88, putting a timing chain in it in the driveway. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a trip because I've, I've never seen – in my life, I've never seen a woman who worked so hard and busted her ass like my mom did. Like, man, she, she's went hard her whole life, and she ain't never really had much. But i tell you what, everything she had, she worked for it. That's very cool, man. They don't make, her, they don't make them like her anymore. Right That's on. a heck of a role model for sure. She's now yeah. about at, at retirement age, and I think her body's just so, you know, she's dealt with back injuries and all kinds of stuff. I think her body's just so wore out. She's so ready to retire. Yeah. You have kids? Yeah, I do. I have three boys. Are they into cars? Uh, Yeah, well, my youngest, Kylan's really into cars a lot. Like, he's, he's really into it. He took a lot after me. Now, my oldest son, Noel... He's had a Scat Pack SRT ch uh, Challenger, but it got stolen here in Memphis. So that kind of like left him with a bad taste in his mouth about cars because it's like once you get robbed for it, it makes you kind of not want it anymore, I guess. But he's uh, he's always been big into the music and he um, he's uh, like a master violinist. But he also now has a band that uh, he plays in. He's, he'll be 27 this year and he has a band that's, man. They're pretty damn good. So yeah, they're good. We're, we're looking to see where this is going to go. And I'm trying to help him, you know, with my connections through the music people and stuff, uh, trying to push him and see where he's going to go. I feel like, I feel like the dude's on the verge of being a rock star. Like seriously. No and then I have another son, John, 
He's sort of kind of into cars, but not really. He's got a fiance. They have a lot of pets. And uh, he likes Mustangs and he likes the cars. And he gets a little wild here sometime where he wants one, but he's not really into it like the youngest one is. The youngest one, he, he's, man, he rolls with me all the time. He's, uh, Kylan's 20. He'll be 21 in May. That's the youngest one? That's the youngest, yes, sir. Holy fuck, how old are you? 44. 45? We just talked about that. 44. My, my oldest, uh, Noel, the rock star, he's, uh, he'll be 27 this year. He was born when I was 17. Damn, John. John, he rocks, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I've been I've said been sending John the videos. I'm like, dude, check this dude out. He he's dude's yeah. got skills, man. He's got skills yeah. for sure. That's he's cool. What, yeah. is he, he's in a band. Well, yeah, he. I mean, he he's a he's a paid musician. He plays in orchestras like in Jackson, Miss uh, Jackson, Tennessee. He plays in one in Tupelo. Uh, he goes to the University of Memphis, so he's in orchestras there. I mean, the dude's been playing in orchestras and playing violin since he was a little kid. But that's cool, man. He discovered yeah, cool. he can sing, uh, I guess, a little while back, started taking vocal lessons to pick up the guitar. And, like, he, you know, once you can play the violin, the guitar is a piece of cake. Like, yeah. do pick the guitar up, like, no no big deal. Because, like I said, you play the violin, there's no frets. So you're doing it by totally by feel. You do the guitar, you got frets. And, like, he's awesome, man. I'm really proud. And, like, I go to all the shows, and I'm doing my best to try to promote him and get him hooked up with the right people. And um, man, he's it's it's came pretty far, like in a pretty short period of time. I'm really proud of him. It yeah. should be, man. It sounds like it. no one else in your family's into music. Isn't that weird, man? Like how some people. Are I mean, born, like, yeah. I've always myself personally, I've always loved the cars, but I've always secretly wanted to be a radio DJ or singing in a band. I mean, and I've I used to always like do air guitars and lip sync when I was a kid and record it or get on like record on the on the cassette on the cassette recorder like I was on radio shows and the DJ. So I've always kind of like secretly did that. And then you know, back in the day, growing up in Memphis, everybody listens to rap music. So I used to have like karaoke machine at the house. Me and my buddies would like rap for three or four hours on a Friday, Saturday night at the house. Um, so I mean, and his mom, man, Noel's mom really sings like super well. She can sing so good. And so I mean, he really kind of gets the musical talent from both sides. Like my aunt's always been in a, in a country band. She sings really well. Um, you know, so he he does. It really does come natural to him. But he was just pushed to do it as a kid when he was little and like, it's really paid off because he's majorly talented. And because he has that background, like now it's really becoming his career. I mean, it is his career really. So what's your favorite song? Man, man, all the eighties music is just phenomenal to me. It never gets old. So I say rock music is my favorite genre, but man, I listen to everything. Like favorite I mean, band. Favorite band, man. I don't know. That's a hard one, man. I'll, I'll be honest. But one of my favorite bands is a band that came out of Memphis. Uh, I guess because they were from Memphis, and the singer kind of had a rock rap thing going on. One of my favorite bands was always Saliva from Memphis. Came out around '01. Click. Oh, yeah. I remember Saliva. I remember Saliva. I remember Saliva. So, Saliva. Long time. Saliva was one always one of my favorites, but then going all the way back, like I, I used to love Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, all that stuff, and you know, 
and even even through all the times of like loving the rap music, the local rap music. Uh, so, so how many pods have you listened to? How many what? How many podcasts have you listened to? Uh, how many of you guys' podcasts have I listened mm -hmm. to? Be honest. I, I probably listened to probably ten or twelve of them. I you guys are like so. So you guys are like at seventy something episodes now, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're yeah. trying to if you're trying to drop Mama's panties, what you putting in the radio? <laughs> Man. That's oldie but a goodie right there. <laughs> yeah, man, it just you know some kind of old school R and B or some slow jams, man. Come on now, what's it gonna it, be? I mean, you, you know, you got to go with Al Green or Isley Brothers or Marvin Gaye. You got to go with some of the old school pimping, you know. <laughs> and again, there, there's a lot of other stuff too. But for me, go to would be some uh, '90s R and B slow jams, '80s R and B slow jams, or some of the old Willie Hutch, Marvin Gaye. Um, you know, the Isley brothers, things like that. If you're from Memphis, Tennessee, you've got some pimping in you. Memphis is the home of pimping. Pimping oh, yeah. and hustling. If you're from Memphis and you were in the streets of Memphis, I promise yeah, you, you got a little bit of pimping in you. That's just how it is. <laughs> hey, Nick, so you talk about like in the, the 80s, the 90s music and the hair bands, and the wingers and all that kind of good stuff. You heard of Steel Panther? Steel Panther, oh yeah, I've God. heard that Steel before. Steel Panther's awesome, dude. Dude, I love Steel Panther. I, I heard them, uh, you know, probably back in 2010 when I was in England, and uh, they were, I love them. They're amazing. No, did you see that they tried out for America's Got Talent? No, they didn't. I swear, it's like last season, my daughter. I don't know how they get any lyrics on, on the TV. My but, daughter was laughing her ass off one day, and I went into the into the room, and it was Steel Panther because, you know, the way they dress with the spandex. Yeah. Like kids nowadays aren't used to seeing that shit, right? Dude, that's so, awesome. So, so, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on Pandora right now, and I'm gonna tell you the last things I've searched for. The Kentucky Headhunters, the only daddy that ever walked the line, Dancing on Glass by Motley Crue, all in the name of Rock and Roll by Motley Crue, Great White, Billy Idol, Great Fast White. Car by Luke Combs, Bob Seeger. Rainbow in the Dark by Dio, Moneybag Yo, Jane by Jefferson Starship, Roster by Young Dolph. I think you Bob Seger. Like it, it, it just man. It's old school, Tom. Kevin Gates, Love Bug. Like I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really have um uh, have one thing that I like. I like it all, man. I hear you. You like hey. Miley? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there goes the relationship. I, mean, I will say this. Miley is talented, and Miley's been in some songs, or I've seen her perform live with some of the artists that I like, but as far as, like, Miley's music herself, nah. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, she does cover songs and shit? Yeah, like, I, I was... I'm actually... I, I'm, like, I'm like learning the lyrics and everything. I'm going to get on stage with my son and, and uh, sing probably a Billy Idol song or two coming up. Did you uh, see her do the cover? The... the, the, the what was it? Uh, uh, one Metallica. Was it? Was yes. It yeah, I seen that. Well, I, oh. I came across a video the other night of her and Billy Idol doing Rebel Yell, and I, I, it was pretty badass. You know, like I was like, "That's pretty cool." But as far John's as her music, no taste, Nick, John's got no taste. He doesn't know skill or talent. That's bullshit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a fan, man. But I mean, you know, Miley Cyrus used to uh, kind of hang around. Uh, the dude from Memphis from Three Six Mafia, Juicy J. So, whenever they were hanging around doing some stuff together, like I kind of guess I 
started paying more attention and listening to some more of her stuff. I mean, she's talented. It's it's not really my thing, but she's talented. I mean, I ain't hating on her. How's she look? And she's all right. She looks like her dad. Her her or or what was the last one we said? Taylor. Taylor. Swift. Her her Taylor Swift. Who are you I taking? Go, I'd probably have to go Miley, man. <laughs> See? When push comes to shove, Sean, when push comes to shove, John, the man makes the right decision. Taylor, Taylor is the the back end is really flat. Oh, it is very, very flat. I totally agree with you, but her face is a thousand times better than mine. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Miley's got them faces on her damn knees. Yeah. John. Oh, well, you're one to fucking talk about faces on knees. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I like I said. I mean, I think they're they're both talented. I look at it like this, you know, people that are in, in positions like that automatically going to get a lot of hate, no matter what. But I would look at it like this: if they're in that position, they're making that money, they're getting paid for it. There obviously is a talent level there, no matter what somebody says. So, like, I can't hate on that. You know what I mean? Like, if they they're talented, they're talented. I give them the props, even if it's not my thing. And both of the both of the chicks got big money because of their music. And they're getting paid for, so that must mean there's a whole shitload of people that like it. So I mean, hey, yeah. I ain't hating on that. Right. I wish I was in that position. For sure. Yeah. It'd be nice to have that cabbage. Yeah, it would be nice to have that bread. I mean, because I don't know, man. I don't know about you guys, but I would love to have like just you know, they work their asses off. They they're always oh, yeah, man. doing something singing. Literally, I mean, right? Literally. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, being a musician is not an easy job, man. It's a it's a constant grind. And like I said, yeah. I know that just from my son, because that dude blows my mind how much I mean, he's in Tupelo playing with the orchestra, then he's in mm-hmm. Jackson, Tennessee playing with the orchestra, then he's on the phone getting his his stuff together for uh the show, wherever. Like he, I mean, dude's always on the grind. I'm like, yeah. do you ever slow down? He's like, Man, I'm always on go. I'm like, hey. That's how you're going to get somewhere, though, man. In order to, to succeed, you got to get off your ass and get out there and get it. Because I don't it. know about you guys, but in my world, ain't nothing ever been handed to me. Awesome. Nope. Ain't nobody going to give you anything. That's a fact. That's it. Sure. That's it. That is a pure fact. Faux show. Yes, sir. So, Nick, you're, uh, you seem to be a big fan of the 80s and the 90s. What's a what's a trend from the 80s or 90s that you'd like to see come back? You know, it could be car-related or just kind of culture, whatever, but uh, – you know, like for instance, last year, you know, we made a big push for uh, Foxtoberfest for the Bash of the Brewery with uh, Underglow. You know, something that was real popular in the 80s and 90s, you know, 2000s, and it came back and it came back with pretty much a vengeance, I would say. But uh, what's something you think of from that time frame and era that you haven't seen that you'd like to see come back? Man, that's a hard one because I feel like history, history always does repeat itself. So I feel like you'll probably see those trends coming back. But I mean, I don't know in particular. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like nostalgic stuff. Like if it's, you know, if it's a Fox body, I kind of like it to look true to what it was back then and not some of the things that they, they bring out that are kind of like new things for it. I don't know. I just, you got an example? Like, orange uh, part? man, you know, just sometimes some of the, some of the lights that you see that people put on, on the Fox body, like, Oh, like Euro taillights and shit. The Euro taillights, the one piece headlights, like never been my thing. I just, I like to kind of keep them where they're true to what they were as far as the looks wise. Mm-hmm. I like it to look kind of OG, but be improved underneath nice wheels, better drive train, but kind of look original how it was to the, you know, to the time. 
Yeah, yeah. pro OEM. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a purist by any means, but sometimes when it's kind of true to what it was to begin with, I can feel a little bit better. Simple and clean, man. That that's me. So if you had to choose, which one would you put in your car? Uh, one piece headlights or Euro tail lights or curb feelers? If I had to choose, I probably I I couldn't do the Euro tail lights. I'd have to go one piece headlights, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I bought a car one time with those Euro tail lights in it, man. I immediately threw them in the trash. I didn't even have a set of tail lights to go in it. Yeah, it was out. <laughs> oh, Saline Saline Wing or Storm and Norman Hood? I've rocked the Saline Wing before, so I, I, I'd probably go Saline Wing over the Storm and Norman. Neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ne neither, really. Uh, give me no Saline Wing and give me a two-inch cow hood. Wow. Steel cow hood. Yeah. Steels are nice. Y'all are brothers, Tom. Look at there. I'm telling you, man. The more We're related, talk, man. The more, the more yeah. we have in common. We're we there for takeover, Tom, so y'all can hang out. Yeah, I, was right? like, I, don't, I don't think I, I really haven't got to Tom. I, I talked to Tom, and Tom, you remember that time that you, Mario, and John were riding out of Ford Takeover in your Fox bodies all together, and that was epic. And then you remember when I rolled up in my yellow Cobra beside y'all? I do remember. Holy you fuck, remember that? that was you. Holy yeah, fuck. that was me. That I was remember epic. that. Like that that was epic for me to roll up on you guys, like three guys that are so well known in the Fox Body game, like riding together. Like that that was that was epic for me. Like that that was a moment for me. That's something I, I won't forget when I rolled up and seen y'all together. I was like, that's fucking badass. Damn, John, that was before our cars were mini tubbed or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that was awesome though. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I feel like I was like, damn, I'm in the game, man. Roll up in my Terminator besides, you know. So I had three Fox Body legends in my book. Like oh, that's fuck. dope, man. I can actually. Oh, it's funny you say that because I didn't realize that was you until you just said that. But now, that that you, now that you say it, I remember the whole thing. Clear as day. You were videoing and everything. Yeah, I was videoing that. That's uh that's the first year I had that Cobra. That was a cool day, man. That was that was awesome, man. That that shit was epic, dude. That four takeovers epic to me, man. I just I just I enjoyed being a part of it. Like I said, I mean, I know it's not the biggest event compared to other ones, but it's just the fact that, man, I've been part of that since the beginning. It's gonna always, you know, man. Caleb's my boy, and that that event, man, I'm so proud of it. You know, again, it it, it had went off perfect every year. The weather's kind of messed up, uh, messed up a couple of them. The track conditions messed up a couple of them overall good events but you know it really i feel like it still hasn't just went perfect the whole thing but i feel like with that new track ownership i think it's going to really it's going to really it's improved every year but i feel like with the new track ownership it's going to really take that above and beyond so what do yeah. you think about the burnout competition last year man i love the burnout competition we were right there man we were right there side by side gas the host, the host was questionable <laughs> yeah, we we were uh, we were right there together gassing them up. We were yeah, we were getting them hyped up. I liked yeah. it, man. I, I love the burnout contest. I love the fact that they let them do that. I like the fact that the police have gotten involved and kind of blocked it off and all that. Like I, I like what the way it's went. But you did hear that the um, that grill or whatever that restaurant is now closed, right? Yeah. Oh, I think he's trying to figure out where to where to do the hangout at. I don't know if you're right. Talked to Caleb lately, but I think he was trying to figure all that out. I know he'll 
you know, he'll come through. That restaurant is right by the hotels. Right. Yep. Well, there's still a lot of food options there, though, because you got, you know, Waffle House, you got that Jack's. Um, there's something else right there in that corner, and then across the street, you got that pizza place, you got Starbucks. That barbecue joint right there in that daggum strip mall. Yeah, and the barbecue oh, joint right there. Right there. Right, right in. Yep. Yeah, I, I, the I best like that location. Sandwich ever. It might be yeah. hard to get an owner that's as down as the old guy, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was he was I liked I liked that location. Yeah. Um, I feel like last year, man, they kind of dropped the ball on the food. Yeah. Caleb and Brutal talked about that. I feel like they, kinda, uh, that, that guy, the, the people before sold out though. So last yeah. year was a different people, was different owner, wasn't it? Well, I know it was the same guy the last two years that we were there because I remember the guy because I just remember he had tattoos on both his arms. He was, you okay. know, I just I remember him, but it, it was it was the same guy the last couple of years. But I think probably, you know, inflation, and the economy, and everything probably made it hard for him to stay in business because I mean. I can imagine it's probably not that busy all the time. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. And it's a lot of people, man, a lot, really, really tight on their on their funds nowadays, man. It's, it's just um, it's really unfortunate yeah, talking, because a lot a lot of people are just struggling to keep things rolling. We've been talking about that a lot lately. That topic seems to be getting brought up more and more in all kinds yeah. of different ways. Yeah, it's, man, it, people's money's tighter than ever, and I can I can just tell you that just from owning a business and. Uh, you know, sometimes I have to like try a little bit harder to hustle up on my work to where before a lot of times it just flows and I didn't really have to advertise. And I can just tell, like, I haven't heard from some people in a while and uh, that used to be like, you know, getting to do, using the service like pretty regularly. And uh, yeah, consistently. And it's like now, you know, it'll be sometimes a year or two between when I hear from them. And I'm like, you know, is everything okay? Did we do anything wrong? And they're like, no, Nick, my, my money's just kind of tight. You know, it's just it's a struggle. We're just trying to get groceries in the refrigerator. And I'm like, I feel that, man, because it's, I, I don't know how people now can ha- be young and have young kids and how they have just a little regular job and how they're making it, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a no, I agree so hard, that's for sure. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I feel really blessed, man. Like, I, I feel so blessed. Yeah, but on the same hand, like you worked for it, right? Like, like you can't you can't complain about shit if you're not going to get off your ass and do something about it, right? Like, if you ain't got money and you're, you know, and you ain't doing shit to get money, right? Whose fault? Whose fault is it? You know what that's I mean? It. Right, exactly. Yep. And I mean, I feel like, you know, with, with the current uh, condition of everything and the inflation and the economy and everything, I feel like you just got to really, you got to be on your hustle game stronger. Whatever you do, you got to do it stronger. Whatever, you know, whatever it takes, you just got to make the ends meet. And it's not easy and it's, it can be more stressful than normal, but you just got to do whatever, you know, because sometimes life knock you down, but you keep on swinging. You know what's fucked up? Like, well, I don't, I don't know about it down by you guys, but up here, you can everyone's fucking hiring like there's jobs all over the place but nobody wants to work yeah you're right man i think all that free money they gave out a while back made people really lazy yeah yeah how the hell they how are how are they making it is what i was was gonna say that money's run out they should be having to do something you would that's me too because i'll be honest sometimes like you know miss a few days of work and i'm like holy shit yeah Exactly. Well, it depends on what state you live in, right? It depends on what state you live in, right, Jesse? Like, like Jersey will just fucking give you unemployment till you're fucking dead, right? Are you serious? I mean, yeah, dude. These people, they fucking, you know, they'll go to work, 
they'll work just long enough where they can qualify to collect unemployment and then they're fucking out, right? Alabama's cutting your ass off. I mean, literally, if you if you ain't checked in with a job in about three about three weeks, they're, but we they're have, the problem is that that speaks to a greater morality issue that we have in society right now, where yeah, everybody wants things handed to them. Not well, I should let me t- retract that. Not everybody, but there are those that exploit the system that want to have things handed to them. Where you know, like, I don't get it. I don't understand how you you know as a you know as a man as an adult can be happy you know, kind of living off whoever, the government, your parents, whatever, and not want to get out there and get after it and, and get it for yourself, you know? And it, it it's just one of those things. It's it's interesting, right? Because like you motherfuckers said, are letting you, their, motherfuckers are letting their kids live in their house till they're 30, keeping them on yeah. their health insurance till they're 30 anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I, no- I just feel like this, um, whether it be food stamps or EBT or whatever, unemployment, I, I just feel like, like for me, I like to maintain and live a certain lifestyle. I like to do certain stuff. And I, I grew up in the struggle. I know the struggle very well. Like I, I couldn't sit there and just draw that free money and, and just like, that would be okay for me because that's yeah. not enough to do anything. That's like barely getting by. If you can make it off that free money, like I just can't see doing that. And again, hobby would have so long. Point. Like I like to maintain a certain lifestyle. Yeah. I like to do what the hell I want to do. And like I couldn't sit there and just draw free money and be satisfied with that. Yeah, hobby would have to be sitting on the damn porch playing uh, jacks. And me, I remember I'd be taking that free money and, and investing yeah. in something else and flipping into something else. I wouldn't just try to pay my bills on that. I take a risk with it and do something else with it. But I don't know. I've, I've never drawn a single dollar from the government in my adult life at all. Same. I remember sitting I've around. Never, I don't know if I qualify. I, I wish I could get some food stamps, groceries. <laughs> Going to the grocery store is just stupid. I never had that, but the the U.S. Yeah. Navy paid me, so that's the government, I guess. I had substance. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, the army. yeah but you you you, we're, we're, you know put in a lot of sacrifices for that, though, man. Thank you for your service, Jesse. Oh no, thank you, brother. I appreciate it, and it's it's uh it, the honor's all mine. Trust me, I had a great time. That's awesome, man. I respect anybody who can put that can sacrifice and say make a commitment to something that could potentially mm-hmm. end your life. Or have you severely injured for the rest of your life or whatever, all the things that can happen. And not only that, to to make that sacrifice to go away from your family and like you don't know when you're coming back. Like my hat goes off to that. Yeah. I mean, I've never been in the military or any of that, but like my hat just goes off to that because I know that's uh, not an easy thing to, to do to sit there and say, oh, I'm going away. I might not come back. Yeah, a lot, and, of, people, and, a lot of people don't come back. I keep this right by us, Jesse. Now every time we're in the pod, there he is. Uh, Look at that guy. Good. Look how young I was. Look at that fella, Dudley. Yeah, seventeen years. Thanks for your service, Thanks for your service too, brother. It's funny. That's, I think that's it's right by me now. Every time we talk about it. Yeah, that's before out. all the prison tattoos. Yeah, that is. That is. I, I didn't have one tattoo then. Not tattoos. Prison tattoos. Whatever, you know, it's it's one of those things for me, Nick. I think that um, you know, we were, you know, as you've said earlier with your experiences and your business and stuff, you know, you were blessed. I was very blessed in my you know military career. I got to do some amazing things at just the right time in history. And um, you know, I really finished off, I'd say probably the latter part of my career. 
uh, you know, with the family and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I saw, I got married later, had kids later. So, you know, I had a lot more flexibility in my you know career, but, you know, hats off to guys that, you know, come into the military married or with kids and, you know, those things, because you're not making a whole lot of money, you're scrimping to get by. And as you said, you know, there's the sacrifice of going away from your family and stuff. And, um, you know, we, we just, we were very blessed and very lucky with how our situation turned out. And, you know, honestly, I wouldn't change any of it for, for anything, you know, and as a result, you know, I'm pretty much good for the rest of my life. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had great experiences and, and an amazing time, but, uh, you know, there's definitely sacrifice. There's definitely, you know, things that people don't talk about, you know, you get your younger, you know, enlisted people that, you know, are in the military with, you know, a couple of kids and they're living on food stamps. And, you know, I, I, I know Tom, you know, probably saw it and probably had buddies like I did that were living that life. And, um, you know, it's gotten a lot, lot better in the last, you know, 10 to 20 years in the military. But, um, you know, just I, 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 I categorize my my experience as very atypical and, uh, you know, true blessing. So I, uh, I had a good time. Yeah, man, it's, 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 just, it's, it's good to look back sometimes and just realize where you came from. And like, you know, I don't know, I, I've been in some pretty, pretty low spots in my life. And so. I just feel blessed every day, man. Sometimes I feel like I'm living a dream and I've felt like that for the past several years. It's like, I just, sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to wake up, but I feel like sometimes I'm going to wake up from a, from a really good dream and like, it's not going to be true. Yeah. I don't understand how people can just want to stay the same. Right. Complacent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Complacent. Yeah. Like I just don't understand it or, or they had a rough childhood like, like me and John and Nick. And they don't want better for their kids. Like, I just don't, it doesn't resonate in my brain. Like, I can remember sitting in front of the oven for heat. You know what I mean? Like, oven door open, Indian style with blankets on just to stay warm because there's no, you know, fuel oil in the house. I could never, I can never imagine not wanting to do better for my kid. So many people do. They just stay complacent. That, That was one of the biggest motivation things for me was like Shelly's, you know, our, our little boys, they were, um, you know, when me and her moved in together, that Kylan was a little less than a year old and John was going on three or just turned three, two or three, something like that. They were both little. And I just, you know, I just didn't want them to have to grow up and live where I lived or go to those schools or just, I never wanted them to have to live in those rough parts. And that was a driving force for me. And I didn't have a lot of money or nothing, but me and her, you know, we both worked our little jobs and we just always did our best to make sure those boys were okay and stayed in decent parts of, you know, decent areas and went to good schools. Cause I mean, she, she kind of grew up, you know, she grew up in Hickory Hill. That's not the best neighborhood either. And so, I mean, we both kind of went to those, right. I mean, Shelly was kicked out of schools. You know, I just never wanted my kids to have to go through what I went through in Frazier. And she didn't want them to go with, you know, go through what she went through living in Hickory Hill. So that was a big driving force and a big uh, motivation for both of us is so our kids didn't have to go and do what we did or be exposed to what we were exposed to. Right. And I feel like our kids are really, um, and they're pretty, they're pretty ahead of the game compared to what I was at their age, I feel like. It sounds like it. Like it sounds like like me and Shelly, me and Shelly really gave those boys some life skills that I don't think me and her had at that age. 
Yeah, but that, you yeah. know, and that's that's commendable, and that's you know, I th I think you know to Tom's point, that's what we should all aspire, you know, to do, and you know, and you know, kudos to you guys for identifying your situation and wanting to make it better for that next generation. And uh, you know, back to what you said, Hodge, I don't understand people that can just sit back and just be like, yeah, whatever, you know, like they yeah. don't want to take the actions that you know that you guys. Like, have taken. I I even relate that to everything, Jesse. Like, let's even like a car build, right? Like I can't understand, like if you're doing like a complete build, like from start to finish, how it could just be like, eh, whatever. Or I just, I don't know. My brain just doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Oh, that's good enough kind of deal. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm not programmed like that. It's yeah. it's weird to me. How yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that. for me that, you know, I, I kind of say, oh, that's good enough is, uh, it's probably podcasts and the people that you do it with, you know, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least one, at least one guy we know. Right. I mean, I know at least one guy, this guy right here. <laughs> I mean, Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> what episodes, Nick, did you listen to of the podcast? Man, I can't remember. It's been a little while. So I listened to one. Uh, I don't know. You guys are always just cutting up and joking and cracking jokes. I was just a bunch of laughing and cracking jokes. <laughs> We try to have fun at least. <laughs> Sometimes, like I, I don't, I really don't have. I mean, because you guys' podcasts are normally like what hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes, right around there. Sometimes I just have to kind of bump through it and just listen to parts. I don't have time to sit there and listen to the whole thing because man, my life is busy most of the time. Cut it up in the time, man. Cut it up fifteen minutes at a time. Yeah, but like minutes. I said, it's been a little while since I did listen to an episode. I'm trying to think. Uh, I do the same thing. Every talk. time John talks, I fast forward, <laughs> listen, and then when John talks again, I fast forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. John really gave us a lesson in Alabama math today, too, right, Jesse? <laughs> so, let's discuss that a little bit, guys. <laughs> let's discuss it, please. Oh man. <laughs> I, mean, I usually around the events that are coming up that I know John's going to be at. I usually hit John up, send him a message, be like, "Hey, man, you going to be there?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll be there." I'm like, "All right, I'll, I'll hit you up." And then that's usually when I see him a lot. Um, you know, I just I know most of the time when it's events I go to, he's going to be there. Jesse, I, I ran into him randomly at a couple of events. I know yeah. he's kind of going through the trials and tribulations with getting the car together. Hopefully, now he's got it together. Hopefully, I'll see him out. You know, with the car events and stuff. Car came out nice. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Nick. It came out nice. I haven't seen it in person. I saw it when he was working on it. Uh, it still had quite a ways to go on it, but I mean, I could I could see the potential there, and to see it actually, you know, finished. And I've seen it on a couple videos and stuff. I'm man, I'm I'm really proud, and I know he's happy. Happy to finally getting it together. He doesn't give himself enough credit for it. Yeah. That's not me, man. It's uh, you know, it's Mike and Eric and David and all those other guys that came out to help me. But I appreciate the kind words and. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's gonna be out this year though for sure. Make sure you uh, you stand by for some shows. Yeah, did I um, did I see? Didn't you have it out on one of Caleb's videos not too long ago? Yep, uh, Caleb came out down this way probably I don't know, like a month, maybe two months ago. Yeah, he he sent me an invite to come out too that day, but I was working. Otherwise, I would I was gonna be there too. But I saw it was the guy with the uh, Coyote Swap SN. Yep, David. And then uh, he, he lives too hot, like like a block away from me yeah i saw that i saw that badass box he's building too oh it's ridiculous. and uh eric wardlaw was on there yeah and then that dude with the uh strawberry red hatchback 
Dude, that car is beautiful. Oh, uh, no, I saw it at the Cars and Coffee in Midtown at the Ed's Motor Museum. That, that's clean, man. He, he, yeah. bought, he bought a nice put-together car. Like He, he did, and it, it sounds amazing, and it's, oh, it's man. gorgeous. It makes all the right sounds, and it's clean, man. It's super clean. What's up with Dave's Fox body? He's uh he's putting it so he's got um he's got the turbo mounted now and uh he's putting together the turbo system for it. So he has a, he's building it if for anybody that hasn't seen Caleb's video, he's building a uh a notch. And um, you know, Dave's been a grassroots drag racer his entire life. Uh so this is really a, a drag oriented car. And um, it's got a beautiful paint job on it, but he's doing a, uh, a voodoo motor. Yep. Voodoo with a, I don't even remember, some insane size turbo, like 88 millimeter or something like did that. Did Caleb do a video on it that I missed? He did. Yep. Yeah. Send it to me. Yeah, I will. But yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty sick when it's all said and done. And then the other thing, Dave's crazy. Um, he's also got a, a vert that he's putting together after he gets done with the notch. So you have the SN car. A notch and then the convertible man he, and the thing about him you got to understand this too he's not going to spare any expense he's not going to mm -hmm. skimp on anything so it's going to live in jesse he uh does uh bathrooms and kitchen remodeling why don't we just have him on the podcast we, yeah. should. we should oh man yeah he's he's got a he's got that's a fire yeah that's gotta happen that's gotta happen yeah we'll have him on but he dude i'll tell you man he uh like nick says there's no expense spared i mean when he that dude was for real. So as you guys know with David and, you know, a little bit of his history. So he was the four takeover poster child for like a year after he did the burnout at the, what it was, so what would it have been like 22 probably John when he did that nasty, like rolling. Yeah, I remember that. I was at yeah, that. So he became the poster child for that. And then the next year, so 2023, he went back and uh, he's like, man, I'm, I'm going to win this dino contest. So he bought like, a, mo a, a hugely expensive all billet intake. Uh, threw that on there with the pro charger and he yeah. came down like 905 or something like that at the tire. Yeah. And then like that intake so much, he bought another one for the car he's building. So he wow. has two of those big old billet intakes. And uh, yeah, it's, they, it's, that's one of the very, very few, very, very few like SN cars. I like. Cars yeah. It's, dude, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. That car. He tries to scare me to death every time I go for a ride. Yeah, he, uh, listen, we, we, we gotta get no spared on that. We yeah. gotta get back to these numbers real quick, okay? So today is the 19th, right? Eat, eating John up. Listen, today's the 19th, right? Yep. Oh, you got to plug up, Nick. Well, I'm actually I'm, I'm about to go ahead in the garage. I'll show you a couple of my cars. All right, so today's the 19th. This one releases the 26th. Okay. All right. If we recorded, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, we record the 29th, correct? That'd be on a Thursday. And okay. we're listening. To say, let's say we record the 7th, okay? The, 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 the 29th and the 2nd. We would not have two weeks off. We would have one week off. We would have two weeks off. No, we wouldn't. Because... If like, like Tom was saying, if we did two next week, right, then that puts us ahead. It wouldn't put us two weeks. It wouldn't put us two weeks off, though. It would only give us a week off of recording a podcast. 
because you would only have the fourth through the eighth because one would come out on a Monday, the eleventh. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you would have to record one, the twelfth, thirteenth, or fourteenth, and that wouldn't be two weeks solid. You record on the seventeenth, and there you go. <laughs> you got one day, Jesse. One one day to record. You hate recording on Sundays. Doesn't <laughs> matter. I would I would do it to prove you wrong. So y'all right. math is wrong. Go, go ahead and bash my Alabama math now, Tom. It's go two ahead. weeks off. Bullshit. Jesse just not proved it to you. You might you might be looking at damn 12 days, maybe 12 days. Uh, I want 12 days see. is 14. Right. I want to <laughs> see this card. All right. Come on with Hell yeah. What wheels that got on it, Nick? It's got 20 inch Celine Monaco wheels on it. They, they're black. I got a powder coat of black, so they don't show up the most in pictures and videos, but it, it looks pretty badass, though. And then here's the, the Terminator. I love Where's the lightning? It's got to sleep outside. Yeah, the lightning's outside. I did have a mini storage that kept going up on the price. And so I had to. All right. Nick, I got a question for you. Since yes, that. sir. Are 98 to 04 cars. Box bodies. Say it again now. R98 to 04 cars, box body platforms. 94 to 04, you mean? Yeah, 94 to 04. I mean, they're SN95s, but they're underneath. It's, it's real similar. A lot of the parts are interchangeable. So, I mean, not really a Fox body, but, you know, a lot of stuff's interchangeable. But, nah, it's not a Fox body to me. Okay, just curious because it's another conversation we've been having lately. I think yeah, they do share a lot of similarities, but I would say you know, no, nah, it's it's not a fox body, right? Because John, technically speaking, they were a fox body; they just modified the platform, right? Yeah, fox platform modified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of the stuff's interchangeable, and really, you know, a lot of the parts from the SN or the new ends make a, can make a fox body better. The brakes, the you know, and like I said, a lot of stuff will bolt right on it, but uh. Now, I, I, Fox Body's 93 and 79 to 93 to me. Is that a Tommy Hilfiger uh, sweatshirt? It is. Damn, that's some 1996 right there, buddy. He's Man, on the combo. You see a lot of people wearing this stuff now. And I went to the Tommy store right after Christmas and it, it was on sale. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this. That's 1996. That brings back some memories for me because I used to wear a lot of Tommy stuff back in the day. Oh, I did too, man. That's all I had. Yeah. But you you actually see a lot of people around here. It's kind of, can't, I mean, that's, it's funny because I didn't see people wearing it for a long time. And that, like, we've always had a Tommy store right here, but you just start seeing people wearing it. And yeah. I took a nephew in there for Christmas or whatever. And I saw it. I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and pick this up. <laughs> hey, that's all. 36 like bucks said, on sale, yeah. baby. Hell yeah! You everything, everything comes full circle. Man, sure. everything, yeah, everything yeah. comes back around at some point. I want a Terminator. I think. I want. A yeah, man, it, it's a real bucket list car, man. I, I, like I said, it's definitely one of my favorites I've ever had. I would say it's the only car that I've owned that I wish I still had. Yeah, there, man. It's yeah. this car actually. I love um, it. This car was actually in a flood. Oh no! Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, this car was in a flood. How long have you uh, had that car? I think you said, Nick, but I might have forgot. Three years. I've had it three years now. Let me ask you a question. How, you don't mind telling me how much you paid for that? 
man, I picked it up with it. It was the cheapest Terminator in the country at the time because I guess because of its history. I paid sixteen thousand bucks for it. Oh no shit. What do you think it's worth today? Well, because it's got a history and because it's been in the flood, you know, it it, it down the line it's gonna have a, a rebuilt title. So I don't know, man. I mean I the way it sits right now, I have over thirty thirty thousand bucks in it, just replacing all the crap that I replaced. Like a, a lot because of when it was in the water, a lot of the suspension parts were kind of shot on it. So yeah. I've had to replace a ton of stuff just where it was affected, you know. But um, I don't know if I was to sell it, I I probably wouldn't even consider doing it unless it was in the low twenties. And some people say, oh, it's not worth that. But you know, to me, it's worth more to keep than it is to try to try to sell, maximize the money on it because again. I love it, and at this point, it's got a few miles on it, so I don't, I don't mind driving it. Right, right. I'll try for a journey. I'd probably plan on spending about thirty grand. Yeah, it's it's not a low mile like car that you don't want to drive. You know what I mean? Like it's got some miles on it. it at this point, it, it doesn't really make a big difference. And I don't know why people make such a big deal about saying, you know, Cobra's got eighty thousand miles. It's high mileage at that point. Those cars are mi- made to run and drive, and they're, they're workhorses, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. so I don't know why people trip out about the miles on them so much. I mean, to me, I feel like it's got miles on it. Somebody enjoyed it. I, see. I never understood why people cared about mileage on modified cars. Like, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Shit's modified. It's you got new stuff on there already. Right. And okay, truly, I, original time capsule. I get it, but a yeah. modified car, who gives a fuck? That's it. Right. I mean, I'm saying, why? Well, you know, hey, it's probably some of my cars probably have had two or three hundred thousand miles on it in reality. But I, I had another yellow Cobra just like this one that on, on paper totally looked like the better car. It had 80,000 miles on it. It had 550 versus this one's got like 470. Um, you know, it had lower miles, no history, no ain't been in a flood. But honestly, man, this car right here to me seemed like it was a lot more loved and just a better car. And I, I sold the better car of the two on paper and kept this one. Yeah. Because it's just a nicer car. And again, it's been in the flood. It's got a history. It's been totaled by an insurance company. But I mean, the overall car, I liked it better. Right on. And I, I, I lost a lot of money on that other one because I bought it sight unseen. And that's the first time and the last time I'll ever do that. And when it got here, it wasn't what it seemed. This yeah, one right here. Pay, you I, have to go look. Kind of like Jesse. Yeah. And I bought the the, uh, the first one I got. The, no, I'm sorry. This is the first one. But the second one I bought, it came from up there in Pennsylvania by you. Mm. Salt. That's the reason why. Yeah. yeah it, it freaking crooked Pennsylvania. Yeah. It, I mean, it didn't. It didn't oh, have any yeah. rust on or nothing like that. I don't think it had been in the weather. I just think whoever had it was just, man, they were rough on it. Me right. do it. Right. We well, sleep. I mean, it rained good and everything, but you you just tell the paint wasn't as nice. And it, you know, I paid. I paid. I paid over ten thousand dollars more for that one than I paid for this one. I I lost my ass on the car, really. Wow. Because I mean, I struggled to get low twenties out of it, and I had well over thirty in it by the time I paid for it. Had it shipped here, got it here. The transmission was junk in it, and like, I, man, I had over thirty something thousand dollars in it, and I sold it for. Uh, I I barely was able to get twenty two, twenty three out of it. You know what I mean? Just because, right. you know. 
There's yeah, quite a bit of people, so people don't want to pay. They they say, "Oh, I got the money for it," but then when they come over, they're always trying to like do you down all mm-hmm. day. Yeah, that's how it goes. So I kind of lost my ass on that one. Uh, you know, it's all part of the game, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about cars, right? Yeah. Especially if you're gonna start modifying and do all that shit, you're never getting your money back. You're right. Yeah, you never, you never get your money back out of it. That's uh, for sure. Oh financial suicide every time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if you do it for financial gain, man, you're you're probably not gonna come out too well. Not I, right. not my experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess some people do like their business. They they search, 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 buy them right, and then flip them instantly. You know, to make money. But if you're gonna buy it, if you plan on buying it, like cruising it, and then gaining money on it, or modifying it for yourself. Yeah, I've, I've never, I've never like the cars I've ever came across. Like when I'm looking to buy, say I was looking to buy that Terminator, I didn't have the big, the big Terminator money. I had, I was on a budget, so yeah. I just had to get whatever I can get, and that's how I found that sixteen thousand dollar one. And I was really pleased with the condition of it, even though I, I knew about the history and everything. But I was like, man, that's the cheapest one you're gonna find. So I went. And got it and drove it home. And man, like I said, the, the history of it doesn't even bother me at all. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I'll be right back. Okay. Jesse, you had a Terminator. How long ago? Uh, 20. I bought mine brand new. Oh, 20 that's years oh, that's right. You said that. You said that right. Yeah. Wow. Story. Yeah. I, uh, I love that car. And, you know, it was just one of those things like it, you know, just fun right out of the box, you know, you would get it. And, you know, we were still kind of learning about force induction stuff at the time. And I lived in Miami when that car first came out and it was just, it was awesome. It was a really, really fun car to have and, uh, you know, to drive around and stuff. So it was, it was a good time. Man. I mean, like mine out there, it has, has the stock eaten, has a pulley on it. Um, cold air intake, a mass air injectors, long tubes, X-pipe, tune, axle back. Like I said, it's on a conservative tune. It makes like, I think probably around 475 at the wheels. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it it's not going to it's not gonna win a bunch of races against people nowadays, but the car is just fun factor. It's a hell of a fun car. Yep. Yeah, they're sweet. And, it, and the thing is, the way Ford built it too with the T56 and 355 gears, the thing just eats the highway up. And I, I appreciate it for what it is versus trying to make it major fast. Or I, I've never driven one, so I don't know. They're fun, you know. man. It's an experience. Oh, they're a blast. Yeah, it's a fun. I mean, there, there's 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 a reason why there's a why there's a hype around those cars. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason you see Rob Yeah, I I gotta drive one or at least go for a ride in one. So I I've never never even been in one. That um. Yeah. That one that I had that put 550 to the wheels, man, it felt like it just, man, it just blew the tires off everywhere. It felt a lot less usable, even with 550 versus the 475 car. Like, you couldn't even hit the gas in it, really, because it was just all over the place. That's how I feel in my car, Tom. Yeah, right. (laughs) How much horsepower does your car make, John? 396. Plenty of fun in a Fox, though. That's right. It is true. A, a Fox body don't need a bunch of power, really. It, it can, it can, man, a good 350, 
400 horsepower in a Fox screen. I'm happy with my horsepower. Tom can eat it. Well, Tom can eat an orange. <laughs> I could <can> what? <laughs> I was going to say something else. And I said Tom can eat an orange. Tom, your car have a 363 in it? 363, yeah. Yeah, that's badass. Tom, your car is one of the most well-done Foxes I've seen, and I think I've seen it all. God. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Look, his head don't, don't even fit in the monitor don't now. Hating, man. Don't be hating, John. It won't even fit in the monitor now, Nick. <laughs> Back up a little bit, Tom. That is so not true, and you know it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. It is. Uh, no, that car, that car is sick, man. It, I mean, it, there's no denying it. the color of it, just the whole theme of it. it it's like I said, it's one of the best around. Hey, man, man it's it's an awesome car, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. It's I, uh, it's been an ongoing battle. Like every everyone listening knows, man, we all go through the same struggles with our cars. Hundred fifty thousand or five thousand, you know, it's it's still a battle. You know, the budgets yep. and, and everything that we deal with on these things. Sometimes I wonder why the hell we even do it, right? Like, why yeah. do we put our put ourselves through this fucking misery? It's all for yeah, the past. I can't figure out why I spend twenty k on, on on my damn car. Can you I can't figure it out either. I don't I'll never understand. <laughs> I can't it. figure it out. I can't figure out why. Why I do it. Car. Every time I go to the damn every time I go to the damn uh part store, I'm spending 20k on it. Just drives me crazy. <laughs> 20k Tom. <laughs> Man, it, they they all end up being money pits. And like I said, if you buy them for financial gain, you're probably in it for the wrong reason. Like it's yeah, the money that I've spent, it does it doesn't even compare to the fun times I've had. And not only that, like, you know, doing the group thing and stuff, man, how many times I've been pulled over and got tickets and had to go to driving school, like just the money I've spent out. I I just went to driving school this past weekend because I was in my Cobra going to church one morning and I stopped by the ATM to get my offering money out for the church. And when I was getting ready, it was cold, like 20 degrees outside. And I just, I got a wild hair about to pull out of the ATM. And I guess I just didn't look around me and I took off and got sideways in all the way across the bank parking lot in the Terminator. Mm. And thing I, knew, I looked up and DeSoto County Sheriff's was on my ass, pulling me over, wondering why I'm driving like that. The and county like, said, hey, the county hey, said, hey, Jesus ain't the only one getting his money that day. So how so is it you, okay? you to drive in school? <laughs> so yeah, that, so driving school got scheduled on the week that it snowed real bad here, right? So then I, mm-hmm. I knew they were going to close it and it was going to be rescheduled. So then it got rescheduled. It got rescheduled and you can't control it or say yes or no. It got rescheduled to this past weekend on my birthday. So I had to oh. go in driving school on my damn birthday. For so getting, what, did I, they teach, what, did, what did they teach you at driving school? How to drive? Uh, they they basically they tell you about like stuff, uh, stuff that goes on here in Mississippi. Like they talked about the deer that could potentially run out on you. They just showed you different <laughs> scenarios, showed you different scenarios on the screen, and they they want you to pay attention. Like they were like, "What was the speed limit in that in that scene?" Or how many pedestrians were in this scene? Or what did this car do wrong in this scene? Or you know, just all these different scenarios, and um, basically. I mean, but when you look at it, though, it's all life's all about perspective. And at the end of the day, yes, yeah, suck because I had to go sit in driving school. Yes, yeah, suck because it cost me two hundred fifty dollars. But on the bright side, I got sideways in my Terminator in front of the police, 
<laughs> and it's not on my driving record. I love so, it. I mean, it was there you go. And I and I think the the police lady that pulled me over, she actually liked liked the car, but she was just doing her job. So I mean, it, you know, it's all how you look at it. Again, I've I've gotten tickets coming off the tail of the dragon with my Mustang group. I've got tickets coming back from the Rattlesnake Saloon with my group. Um, I mean, so I've I've had my fair share of tickets and stuff like that, but. I just look at it. It's all part of the game. It's no different than buying a two hundred fifty dollar pair of tires that didn't last no time, and you wasted the money. It's it's all you know. You just chalk it up to the game, man. Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it, dude. And I think that's uh, I think that's a good point to kind of wrap it up. Um, I think that's a good a good perspective, Nick. And not a lot of us Absolutely. have that. I know I certainly sure. don't. If I man, life's all, it's, it, it's all a lot of how you look at it, man. You can look at a, at a positive situation in a negative light and it become negative. You can look at a negative situation in a positive light and it become a lot more positive. So if you keep a positive mindset and try not to look at everything negative and try to think, well, could be worse. I could be in a worse place. You know, it's all I about know. the perspective, we're, man. We're on this all the time. Damn, we're bro- so fucking negative all the time. It's a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Fucking the hell you say, you bitch. <laughs> you guys saw the text messages and shit he sends. Always miserable. Tom's always <laughs> negative Nancy. <laughs> All right. So, Nick, listen, man. We're going to wrap it up there because we're about an hour and 50, and this is usually about how long we go. Yes, sir. Dude, I had a blast talking to you, man. Like, I hopefully get to see you in person and we could talk some more. Yeah, we'll, we'll chop it up, man. If you're coming to Ford Takeover or whatever, we'll, we'll chop it up, man. Like I said, I saw you a couple times. Of course, yeah. everybody's always around talking about your car, so I didn't really get to talk to you too much. But uh, we'll chop it up whenever, you know, when if you're coming to Ford Takeover this year, for sure. Hell yeah. yeah, definitely, man. So, uh, listen, we appreciate you coming on, man. Love to have you back. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me, man. I was honored to be on here, man. I'm really proud of you guys. And like I was telling John, man, y'all's, y'all's podcast and little following has grown a lot more than you guys probably expected, man. I'm, I'm glad to see it. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, it took appreciate us by surprise. That's for damn sure. Yes, sir. Hey, Jesse, man, thanks for your support, man. You always support my business. I appreciate that, too, man. Just when you Absolutely. tag yourself, I mean, I appreciate that because that, that helps the, the wheels keep turning, man. So it means a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, shout, shout the business out, Nick, before we wrap it up and tell them yeah. your location. Uh, man, my business is located here right below Memphis, Tennessee. It's called Strong Quality Carpet and Upholster Cleaning. Uh, we specialize in carpet cleaning, upholster cleaning, rugs, tile and grout, hard floor surface cleaning. Um, you know, pretty much owner operated, you know, been doing it for the past 24 years. So that's it. As a damn commercial, yeah. if I ever heard one. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yes, if you got that old ass Fox body, nasty smelling carpet, call Nick. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, there, there was a video, Caleb, uh, when he, when we were, re- when he was redoing Pop's car, he had me come out and there's a video on his channel of me cleaning the carpets in it. Like we pulled the seats out, carpets out and, uh. Hey, did a whole YouTube video on us on uh, my business back a few years ago before I, hell, I didn't even have my truck mounted equipment. Then I'm was, I was still doing all that stuff with portable stuff. Killer. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Hell so yeah, with, that said, with that said, everybody, thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Later. Cool.